0: Gonna take it, gonna take it, gonna take it, gonna take it, to 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 take it, it, I was really vibing with that It's a good instrumental song Yeah, I haven't heard it in a really long time And it brought back a lot of memories for me So you're not watching the reboot Are you not watching it or you just haven't started it yet? I just haven't started it yet, but it's so funny because I feel like I've started it because I've listened to so many people comments about what's been transpiring throughout it. Yes. But anyway, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome. I'm going to rant for the full hour about how upset I am about the Sex and the City reboot, but I'm going to (laughs) continue to watch it. So what are you upset about? What's been going on? I just, (sighs) they're trying to be too woke. Okay. Like, they're now shoving every, like, social issue that has been happening in the last, you know, two years, three years for eternity. And they're trying to, like, shove it into every single storyline. And let's start this out, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched Sex in the City, just skip ahead. Because um and if you don't want me to spoil it i not, won't but i don't care i feel like at this point yeah. i mean i do know like she's on a podcast now um so like that's very current and then yeah. what else is happening are they like showing black lives matter and all this stuff in it so they're not showing like black lives matter but like that's a thing okay um first of all, first episode big dies yes i heard this on a peloton bike <laughs> And then and their uh, stocks plummeted from that, by the way. Yeah. And then, well, did you see that they, he did a commercial for Peloton after? Yep. <laughs> yep out of guilt. <laughs> out of guilt. Trying to save them. Um, so originally, like right there, out of the gate, you're just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had to write Samantha out mm-hmm. of it because she refused to come back because SJP is apparently terrible to work with. Right. Um, and then you have Charlotte. Who is now dealing with a daughter who is not identifying as her gender anymore. Okay. So imagine Charlotte, like girly prissy, prim, mm-hmm. prim and proper, trying to like navigate that. And then you have um Miranda who has decided to leave her law firm and is now studying civil law. But she sits in this class and she says all of the wrong things and is like, I have a black friend. I love black people. And like, she's shamed for it. Um, And then is, I guess now like a lesbian. Yeah. She's becoming a lesbian. She just wants to be her true self. Yeah. I heard that. And like poor, did she get like Steve. fingered in the, in the classroom or something? No, She's taking care of Carrie because Carrie gets um, surgery. Okay, and Carrie's like asleep, and she like wakes up and she can't get out of her bed. But then she sees that Charlotte is with, or I mean, that Miranda is with the woman that she, or person that she does the podcast with because the podcast person is non-binary, but she is a non-binary weed smoker who just like pulls out her weed. Like, it's no big deal. And everyone is like, nobody actually does that. Like, nobody right. gets in an elevator. is like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody actually does that. So they're trying to represent, like, everything. Oh, gosh. And You're making me not want to watch it now. But, I I mean, I'm still going to, like, try it out because I haven't seen it for myself yet. But to be honest with you, there's so many other things that I'm focused on watching right now. So it's kind of just on the back burner for now. Yeah. Uh, But what I will say is that I heard that they are going to bring Samantha to Emily in Paris because it's made by the same producer or director, the shows. Yeah. So she's going to be like working for Samantha as Samantha in Paris. Oh, that'll be cool. So we'll see how that transpires. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm totally about having representation on TV and, and all of that. But when, it's such a a stereotypical misrepresentation. That's where I'm kind of like, are people excited about this? Like are are non-binary people excited that that's their representation, right? It's not happening in an authentic way. And they're also trying to do too many things at one time. Too many. I was having this conversation actually um, with my coworker and she's a lesbian and she has her wife and their kids. And, I was like, do you? I should up asked her. I was like, I'm sure that you want to see yourself represented on TV. And like, but do you want it in a way like that? Or would you rather just be like, oh, look, it's just a normal family. Right. Not Schitt's like, Creek did a great job of it. Yes. Yeah. Where it was just part of the storyline. And it was like, that's actually how I can relate. Right. Not in. Not bringing so much of a focus and attention to it. Right, that's the whole point is that you're normalizing it instead of showing the struggles of it because everybody focuses on the struggles, right, Let's focus on how to live happily and not focus so much on it being so different. right Because like, like I said, like my coworkers, my and they're very good friends of mine, they just live a normal life, right. Like it's not this like huge spotlight on it. And so I just, I, I was asking her and she's like, yeah, you know, it's just, again, it's cool that, the you know, because it is sparking up a conversation, which I believe is important. But that's, it's, it's a stereotype. Right. Like you're not helping destigmatize. No. In that sense. Like we're already aware of you know the struggles out there let's teach people how to like live alongside instead of focusing on how different they are let's let's show people how they can be similar and like live you know hand in hand with one another yeah and speaking of um you know, like difficulties and conversations. I got this Facebook message today. I don't know if you saw that on the notes, but somebody reached out to me that is a podcast listener and sent me this whole long message. Um, She's newly, well, not newly sober. She's been sober for 20 months now and she's super happy and she listens to the podcast all the time and you know, whatever she's proud of what I'm doing. Shout out her. Yeah. Shout out her. I'm not going to put her, her stuff out there. But what I thought was really interesting that she was talking about is like, she has 20 months sober now. She's so happy about that. And, you know, she felt like it got worse. Like her alcohol abuse got worse after being a mom. And she was really talking about the fact that mommy wine culture is a true pandemic And how she struggled with it because, like, technically on the outside, it looked like she was functioning. But really, she was struggling a lot. And she was curious to know if, like, I knew of any support groups other than online where she could, you know, meet people. Not that she was struggling, but she just feels so passionate about it now. So apparently there's a lot of Facebook groups like Sober Moms, this and that, um, that really focus on that because there are a lot of women out there that... Like women are just expected to do so much. And it's like a conversation that keeps coming up for me. Like, for example, a strong woman at work, the both of us have careers, right? We go to work and I'm not saying that like every company does this or even singling out my company, but even women in high positions are still oppressed compared to men. Yeah. Like they, you just are, you know, I can't tell you how many times I have men come up to me and ask me to do things that aren't my job or like. You know, I have to make somebody else look better, like just little things like that. So then I'm dealing with the stress of like work and managing a team. But then I'm also expected to come home, cook, clean, take care of my husband, take care of children. You know, like it's so much. Yeah. And like, I I know for a fact, like you give what's on our plate to a man, especially when you have like a husband and kids they won't be able to do it all day oh no way so like it makes sense that so many moms out there come home and they're just like so excited to uncork that wine bottle because they don't know what else to do there's no time for themselves no where's their time for healing and like just taking care of themselves other than working out half the time they're working out like hopefully it's a positive outlet for them but half the time it's because like They want to make sure they look good for their husband or something like that. Like it might not be for them specifically. And I pray to God that if they are working out, that they try to make sure it's something for them. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's difficult to make it a self care thing when Mm -hmm. there's so much pressure on looking a certain way or, or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, I obviously don't have children, but like when I talk to my sister, i she works from home Mm -hmm. she has the kids she's running around like and and then especially during this pandemic when they were you know doing school from home Oh gosh Uh uh-huh like how the hell do you even manage that like and your company is like well no it's you still have to like get your work done and and then she's she's like yeah you know i'm working from home so it's kind of always it's this like you know perception that I'm laying on the couch with my feet up. But right. no, I'm literally like, I will talk to her, and she's like, I will wake up before the kids wake up so that I can't, which I, she's getting up at like five it's so in crazy. the morning yeah. so that she can get some work done. Then she's getting the kids ready for school. Then she's ta- dri- driving to the mm-hmm. schools. And by the way, they get out at different times. <laughs> You know, and so then it then it's coming home and then actually getting work done and then going back out and picking up the kids because it's not like they stay at school till five, six o'clock. So then it's going to get that coming back. All right, homework, dinner. Then there's two kids, so it's softball, it's soccer, it's whatever is going on. And then okay, now we're now we're gonna do the coming back. Okay, now we have to settle down from everything that we're doing, finish your homework, get them in bed, and then she's like And then I'm going to jump back on to finish up my work because I was uh, like, how do you get it all done? It's literally insane. And there's people that are actually going to an office. And like you said, having to make other people look good, mm-hmm. right? Because that's, you know, Our or job. appeasing or accommodating people, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like funny when I hear certain people like complaining, like, oh, I'm so busy and especially i I'm sounding very sexist right now in my thoughts, but maybe my thoughts are a little sexist because (laughs) the thought pops in my head. I'm like, like, at least you have your wife to go home to after this, who's taking care of a hundred different things for you. Like, I'm dealing with all this. Yeah. My team, your stuff. And now I have to go home and manage my household. Okay. Nobody's managing it for me. Yeah. And well, and we were, and we were talking about this like five minutes ago that when all of that create like whether it's at work or your significant other or family and when they're having a bad day Mm -hmm. that energy you just like absorb it but like we can't both be in a bad mood at the same time no it doesn't work or i can't i mean i have but you're not supposed to like snap back at your boss or right. and I, you know and i found myself when i'm absorbing that energy that i'm shorter with people mm-hmm. and it's like well first of all that's not that person's fault just like we're gonna be like you're in a bad mood but it's not my fault right um but yeah we're we're expected to do so much and then you bring up a really good point with like this like mommy wine culture i mean every video i look at on instagram is you know this, like, funny joke about wine or, or, you know, whatever. And I couldn't imagine dealing with those kind of issues and being like, okay, well, I, that's, I, I can't do that. Right. Or feeling ashamed for not being able to do that or doing it. And then, even worse, is when you're not realizing you have a problem and then you're doing it. Yeah. Or just in general doing it and then not being present. And it just like starts that vicious cycle, you know, like the only time you have for yourself, you're just numbing it like that. You're not processing anything correctly. Right. So then eventually it's going to catch up to you and you're going to be like clinically depressed. You're going to have anxiety like you have to deal with with the issues as they come to you. Yeah. You have to feel your emotions. You can't not feel them because then they get bottled up. And then eventually when that day happens that, you know, they, they start to leak out. It's like an explosion of emotion and you just don't know how to handle yourself. So, well, and I've, I've been a huge proponent um, of like therapy and stuff like that. Just, and and I just started going to therapy in the last, like, I would say I've had my therapist for like three years. Mm -hmm but there was a stigma. I know, like at least growing up for me, I felt there was like kind of a stigma towards that. And it sucks. Like when you first go and you're like opening up a wound and nobody actually wants to do that and face that. But going through what I've gone through in this last year Mm -hmm. and having that kind of like therapy backup of not diving into You know, either whether it was alcohol or blocking the emotions or not feeling it or anything like that, I think allows me to feel whatever I'm feeling when I need to feel it, being okay with feeling it. And then, okay, now what am I going to do to move forward? Right. And I think that it's with you know, with wine or whatever it is that is your vice, it's very much easy to just like, okay, I'm just going to numb it. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm going to move on and then I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go through the motions all over again. And then it's just like a vicious cycle, but you never actually get to the root right, of the problem. Um, and like you said, it's just going to explode, you know, uh, in a different way. 10 times worse. Yeah. No, you've done a really good job. And like, obviously not putting any of your information on blast, but like Like I'll attest to it. You've had a hell of a year yeah, (laughs) and longer. Okay. And I've never once seen you trashed. No, we offer you booze. You don't want it. You know, my sister has a good saying. It's that I only drink to have a good time. I don't drink if I'm having a bad time. Yeah. Because once you start doing that, you start going down that vicious cycle. Like she only uses alcohol to elevate her mood, not to like mask it. Yeah. Well, I will say I, I went to a wedding, um, in, in December and I was definitely like overserved cause, and it was the first time like I had felt like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm just going to, you know, Get I'm drunk. in, I'm in an element that I, I wanted to be there, but right. didn't want to be there. And it was so much worse for me <laughs> because I got to like, I remember Um, I was like at the bar and I was like, yeah, Patron shots, blah, blah, blah. And then like somebody who I didn't know came up to me and was like, oh, are you single? And I like immediately like lost it and like took another drink and then I went to a separate room and I was like, and then not being able to actually... form like formulate my thoughts or Mm -hmm. be able to like take a deep breath and move forward because because you were drunk because i was drunk yeah and i'm like that is not how i want to deal right with my feelings or emotions and after that i was like yeah no you're like that was a that was an interesting trial run but yeah it has come and gone, and we're done with this, and and we're and we're done with that. But I, I appreciate the the words. But I think the strongest advice that I, that I can give is like, it's okay to feel whatever feelings that you want to feel. If you want to feel sad, you can feel sad. And when you're also happy, it's okay to be happy and not feel sad about being happy. Right. And also just. My take on it and just to wrap it all up with the whole mommy wine situation is like, ladies, if you know women that, you know, have glasses of wine at night and they have a really stressful day, just check on them and make sure that like they have they have a positive outlet, not just the wine, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, let them know that they're not alone in this and that there are so many people out there that are experiencing the same thing because it's very easy for a functioning alcoholic to stay like hidden for a very yeah. long time. And we just need to make sure that we're supporting people and, and encouraging our friends and family to have positive outlets and just keeping an eye on them. And that's one thing I I could say that I'm probably most proud of like our era now is that we're talking so much about it mm-hmm. that there it's less of um a shameful thing, yeah, um to just like be like, hey, i'm just I'm just checking in on you. If yeah. you want to talk about it, if you don't want to talk about it, I'm if you just want to sit in silence or if you want a word vomit, whatever you want to do. Um, and I think that we just have to continue to like support that for each other, whether it's, and for guys too, like it doesn't have to be this like shameful thing that you don't want to talk about. It's harder for them. But I think us as, as women, I think we definitely need to support because there's a lot more stress. I feel like there's a lot more stress or maybe it's different. Maybe it's a different kind of stress. It's a different kind of stress. But also I think women are just able to handle the stress a little bit better than men. Oh yeah. Like they they're meant to handle other things or we're supposed to handle yeah. the stress. And we're the also way more em- exactly what I was going to say is we're mm-hmm. way more emotional as much as we either want to admit it or not admit it, we're the emotional of the sexes. And so um I think that we just have to keep like checking in on each other. Exactly. I'm here for you girls. I'm here for you guys. So let us know. Sure. That was a really great message, and I'm glad I got it today. So if you guys ever have any other topics or thoughts that you want us to talk about, please feel free to message us and we will gladly talk about it. Yeah. So let's get into some fun stuff, huh? Yes. We haven't talked about Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox's engagement, but the memes that came from it were absolute gold. I think my favorite was the um Justin FYI. He did take the day off from Foot Locker. <laughs> <laughs> this did you hear that the reason why he put thorns on the ring what he said that he put thorns on the ring so that it would be painful if she tried to take it off I didn't even know he did that like on the bottom part like it stabs her in the hand as she wears it yeah so like the stone there's two stones Mm -hmm. and then the the actual band is like a thorn stem what is wrong with people didn't they drink each other's blood afterwards too are they Wiccans? Like, what are they? <laughs> are, are you thinking of Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton that had, like, the vial of blood? No. It, it was literally on articles after that weird long post that she did about the engagement. Um, It says... I'll just read it. In July of 2020, we sat under this banyan tree. We asked for magic. It was we were oblivious to the pain we would face together in such a short, frenic period of time, unaware of the work and sacrifices the relationship would require from us, but intoxicated off the love and the karma. Does somehow, feel that like that doesn't sound healthy? But continue. No, yeah. It was a really <laughs> shitty year and a half and we almost didn't make it. But somehow, after a year and a half later, having walked through hell together and having laughed more than I ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him. And just as in every lifetime before this one as in in every lifetime that will follow I said yes and then we drank each other's blood it's literally how she ended it did you not read this no and then we drank each other's blood that's how they sealed their engagement I feel like that's not sanitary like what goes on I don't understand do you think celebrities are just like so bored with normal life that they just have to do weird ass shit to keep themselves entertained possibly I would think so. They have so much money. Like, if we had so much money, we would do, like, just their regular things. We can't do because we can't afford it. Can you imagine if, like, I came over and, like, this is before your wedding and you're like, yeah, Jeff proposed and then we drank each other's blood. I would be like, hey, guys, I don't think we can be friends with Alyssa anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I'm all set on that. I'm not drinking anybody's blood. But it's just, real, and I mean... I don't want to assume anybody's like situation, but like this very dramatic, like we've been through hell and like, what hell were you going through? And again, I know she was like going through like whatever. I don't even know if it was still going on, like the divorce with. I don't think so. That was a while ago, wasn't it? Was this hell and back? Everybody making fun of you? I mean, I'm sure that that's like hard, but I'm just trying to figure out like we were locked up for most of your relationship. Right. Right. I, I really Unless, doubt there was much hell. Unless he was like borderline abusive. I, I like I just don't know. But they people are weird, you know. I don't know what like, you know, crazy things. us uh, like, against the he, world. Was he on tour? You know, like did anything happen? Did anyone no, pass 20, away? Like it was twenty twenty. Nothing like, happened. 2021. Calm down, Megan Fox. Okay. Calm down. It's it's a little dramatic. But yeah, then I read that he put thorns on the ring so that it would be painful if she tried to take it off. I need to do some research on that because that's amazing. That just makes it even weirder. They're so fucking weird. I can't deal with that. Um, did you watch the um some of these Jamie Lynn Spears interviews? No, I haven't. You sent me a screenshot. I didn't even know that was going on. So I'm glad that you sent that to me so I can... Uh, I can circle back and watch them. Is she just telling it all? Well, and there's so many facets to this because yeah, she's she so her book came out on Tuesday the 18th. Okay. Um, well, yeah, today's Wednesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday. So it came out yesterday. And is she so now she's on her like book tour but she was and she's yeah she's talking about um you know jamie spears and his like alcoholism and the mom and britney spears spiral and then britney spears is responding did you see her no i haven't watched anything i told you i've been like really trying to disconnect from social media the past like week yeah um i don't know why it's just like it's not making my mind feel good and if it doesn't make my mind feel good then I just don't need it in my life, you know. I know. And I I'm also like PMSing, so maybe that's why. Maybe. I go through that. <laughs> I go through that. Um but she cuz so she had talked about this incident of um when she was younger. Britney Spears grabbed a knife from the kitchen, locked her and Jamie Lynn Spears in a room and Ooh, kept and Jamie Lynn Spears the mom. So, no, Britney and Jamie Lynn. Who locked them in the room? Brittany, like Brittany, s- grabbed a knife. Uh huh. Grabbed Jamie Lynn. Okay. Locked them in a room. Okay, together. Got together, it. Together, and just kept saying like, "I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared," but she didn't understand what was happening, and she was having this like manic episode, and you know she noticed britney like having these sporadic moments and being manic and blah 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 and then britney came out and said that um you know if you're that never happened you're the only knife and first of all britney spears's response was really weird she's like the only time i've ever grabbed a knife was to cut squash that was too big or sweet potato that was i don't know it was really weird (laughs) um but so here... And here's... I'm very torn about this because, one, you're arguing with your sister on a public platform. Right. You wrote this book. But then she also makes this... Jamie Lynn makes a really good point. She's like, I'm telling the story from my, my perspective. The book is not all about Britney. It's, she's like, it's not my fault that I was born a Spears too. Right. And we know that the father, Jamie, is crazy and was abusive. And so she's you know just talking about all that how when she was 16 when she found out she was pregnant and she got locked up in the woods for a few weeks and they were trying to convince her to have an abortion and so she's trying to she's like i'm telling the story from my perspective which i understand but it can't i can't help but feel like you're capitalizing on a moment with everything going on with britain oh of course the timing is just uncanny I mean, at the end of the day, we all know there's something wrong with Britney. A hundred. Like, but the, we also don't ideas. believe that she should be in a conservatorship working and making millions of dollars for other people. Like if you're in a conservatorship, you should not be able to work point blank period, which is the only reason that everybody believe that she should be out. Nobody's saying that she's fine. Nobody's saying that she. Yes. was well, she drugged up probably. But. It wasn't unwarranted like we all know that there were mental health issues occurring. She's not a fucking angel. Yeah. Um, Which I mean, think about how the paparazzi was back then. They were terrorizing her. I don't even know why she would live in L.A. or why any celebrity would want to live in L.A when they follow you around like that and terrorize you like that. No. And there, yeah, there's absolutely like no legal repercussions, but it's I don't nuts. know. I keep, I keep going back and forth on it. Um, One, because it's just, you're, you're having this out, you know, but, but now people are coming out that things in her book are not true. People are always going to say that though. Right. But then again, she's also saying, she's like, this was from my perspective. Right. Like you could say something to me, And mean it one way, but I accept it a different way. Well, I make up stories all the time. And Alyssa is the queen of making up stories. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we could be in the same situation Mm -hmm. and I take away from it something different than you do. Your perception. Everybody's perception is different. Mm. But it's just, it's kind of crazy, everything that's... So the book is out. The book is out. I might actually read that. Maybe it's on audiobook probably not if it's that new maybe i don't know yeah it's called like things i should have said or something like that but she talks about like she she was saying that she even talks about like justin timberlake and yeah they thought that you know they were going to be together forever and Mm -hmm. yeah because everybody gets married to their boyfriend when they're 19 years old i don't get that shit i like very rarely are you with that person i try to tell like anthony that Well, not really because he doesn't really care, but like if there's any young girls and they're all like caught up about their man's like, honey, you're not going to marry him. Okay. Like you're probably not going to find your husband. So you're around 25 years old. So let's just relax. Have fun. And not even then because I mean, not (laughs) even then because you can get divorced or not be with them anymore or, you know, there's just a lot of single ladies out there. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I know. Thanks (laughs) for the reminder. Um, Speaking of well, not single, well, newly single, Kanye's new girlfriend, Julia Fox. Do you even know who this girl is? Because I did some research. No. And so I'm going to, I'm going to pass the torch over to you on this because I know nothing about this whole situation. I, I think the only thing I've heard, I don't know where she came from or who she is. I think she's a model maybe and that she might've hooked up with Pete Davidson, which is why he's trying to get, why he's with, with her so I thought she was a nobody too and I didn't even recognize her but then I just like had to know I had to google it because apparently she did this interview and explained how he took her on the most wild and amazing first date and he did like the weirdest shit he brought her to a hotel room that was full like full of an entire wardrobe of new clothes he did that with Kim he's so weird he's so I mean I'm not gonna say I I wouldn't hate it (laughs) it's just like it's just it's too much. But anyway, she is the girl from the sh- the movie that Adam Sandler did about the diamonds that just came out like a couple years ago. Do you know what I'm talking about? That serious movie? Yes. I didn't watch it. Oh, you didn't see it? Mm-mm. It was weird. Um, I think Adam Sandler did like a decent job acting in it, but the way it was shot was like made you a little dizzy, like the mm-hmm. production style. Um, but she was like Adam Sandler's girlfriend in the movie and she was like too hot for him. And she was always like naked and having sex and doing all this weird shit. And she like had sex so with she's The an weekend. Actress. She's an actress. But like, I remember watching that movie and being like, oh, she's kind of hot. And I was like, you know, she's doing all these sexual, wildly crazy things. And that's who Kanye's with. So, okay. It's literally the only thing I know her from. Yeah, I would, I had no idea... Who she was, i I think I might i like I said, the only thing I think I might have heard is that, like her and Pete might have a past, yeah, but he did that, but, um, I was reading this one article that, um, cause, like, you know, Kim and Pete were photographed, like just having pizza. I still can't believe they're still together i but they were saying, like why that was so meaningful, and she had like when she ended. Keeping Up With The Kardashians, like that last episode where she was like talking about like maybe divorcing him or leaving him that, you know, he does all of these grand gestures and does all of these crazy things. She's like, but I just want the simple thing. Like she just wants a normal life. Yeah. Yeah. Where I think there was all of these, which I mean, also you say that, but then on Instagram, like every day in the month of December, you had a pianist coming in to wake your children with Christmas carols. She did. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why are famous people? So this is the shit I'm talking about. They have so much money that they just like have to think of the craziest shit to yeah. do. That normal life just isn't stimulating every, for them. But I guess day. for her, because she's had so much money for so long, that normal simplicity is like refreshing right yeah. now. Yeah, she had like a literal, like it was like a famous pianist come in every day. And that's how the, she woke the children with Christmas music from this guy playing the piano. I Meanwhile, learning. our mothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. My mom used to open the door to with my room. With the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she would open the door to my room and it was upstairs. And then she would whisper something stupid to me like, the donuts are in the oven, which you don't even bake donuts. And she was never making them, but like, I'd be like donuts and I'd wake up a little bit and then she'd go downstairs and start like cleaning and putting pots and pans away and the echoing bang would just come upstairs and there was no like, like how, how did our parents put pots and pans? away? like, yeah, exactly. Slamming them together and then putting them in the drawer. Exactly. Or Excuse me. We didn't put our pans in the drawer. We put them in the oven. (laughs) Did you guys do that? uh not the yes in the oven you're right we did because there was like no storage space or we would use like the dishwasher to store things sometimes when we weren't using the dishwasher anymore oh like at my mom's house after she got divorced from my dad the dishwasher never worked so we just used it as storage that's funny yeah to this day i still put like my cookie sheets in the oven you like keep them inside, not yeah. in the warming tray at the bottom. Yeah, it's a warming tray. Is it really a warming tray? Yeah, that's it is. I, that's I mean, I, I don't have one of those anymore. So no, not in your fancy kitchen. No, I just have a double oven now. Um. Anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> I yeah. digress. I digress. Yeah, but apparently there's a a diss track from Yay too. Now he re- he released a song where he he calls out Pete. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, I have to listen to it have to make a note of that don't let me forget okay no no we'll, we'll listen to it um so i wrote down this note here and then you started like talking about something else so i do want you to go into detail about it because i'm very curious so mike and lauren sorrentino got new teeth um i don't think that they have their permanence in yet maybe they do but they haven't publicly unveiled them i was actually listening to their podcast where they were talking about how they got new teeth and they had the temporaries and they were waiting for the permanence i love in. that you put this in like It just says what you put um, Mike and Lawrence Martino got new teeth, and I was (laughs) and I saw that and I was so just so you guys know, like when we're putting our podcast together, we kind of like jot these little notes down that we both kind of see. Yeah. That don't really make sense to the other person, but it's just like. So we just remember to talk about him. And I was like, what is she talking about? (laughs) That I went to Instagram to try to like see and I didn't see anything. So I'm like, maybe she has the inside scoop because... Alyssa's well, cool and like actually talks to Mike and <laughs> I haven't talked to them in a long time um, but you know I do talk to their their manager quite frequently for work purposes and then you know I do know what's going on with them but this I actually heard from their podcast and then he was on the Nick Cannon show which I did know personally before he was on the Nick Cannon show and I was so excited to see the the picture that he took with Nick Henny because he has a new teeth in the picture and he has frosted tips. Are you going to bring this up to his manager? Like maybe, <laughs> maybe he shouldn't have frosted tips. I, did I make, love him. I made a joke to her about the blonde hair because he did all these quote of the day videos for us and he sent them to me and he had like, that was when he had just done the fresh bleach job. And I said, quote of the day, blonde edition. <laughs> <laughs> Do blondes have more fun? I think I honestly think he was just trying to match his entire family because Lauren is blonde. The dog is blonde. The baby's blonde. He was the only brunette. Right, he was like, left out. yeah, but it's great. It looks better grown out. Like I didn't like it to the root, but I think it's looking better as just like little tips, you know, little frosted tips. It's it's giving me I mean, boy band vibes. Sometimes you just kind of like ch- change it up a little Try bit. It. I'm Ronnie okay with from that. the Jersey Shore loves to do frosted tips. He does. He loves. Do you think he, he loves the same frosted guy? Yeah. They went to the same person. He I mean, might have. I mean, Ronnie. Well, no, because Ronnie lives in um Vegas now. Mm. Yeah, so probably not. But they probably know each other. Um, so you need to give me the scoop on the Maxwell releasing the names because I don't, I don't know anything about it yet. So she hasn't yet. Um, you were away from the mic. She hasn't yet. Okay, I know because there was a hair in it and it was tickling my upper <laughs> lip. Yeah, she's agreed that she will not, that she will reveal the name, the eight John Does. Ooh. Which I feel like you have to. Yeah. No, you have to. Like, there has to be justice let's, for these girls. Let's get on with it. Let's say the damn names already. Like, what, this is taking so long. I think Prince and well, so Prince Andrew, I think was like dethroned or whatever. The queen like. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because he tried to fight it to like not go to court and and do all this stuff, and they're like, no, no, you, ha- there's photos, like- yeah, like you were involved. You got to go, yeah. But I think that that should be like mandatory. Like, no, you, you have to release those. Well, you just have, you just get worried that like before she releases them, something's going to happen to her. It's probably what's going to happen, which especially now that she says that she won't object to to saying it. Yeah, that's scary. No, I hope not. I really hope that we can get some justice for these poor girls. Seriously. And like, I, end this it, it sickness. Cop, yeah, because it was a cop out with, with Epstein. Yeah. And I think there has to be real justice to be served. I mean, I don't even think he's really dead, but that's neither here nor there. Ooh, we got some real tinfoil <laughs> hat theories going on. I don't have much past that. I really don't. I just think there's a lot more to this that they're not telling us. And I think that of course not. We're never going to know the full story. No. And it makes me really, really angry. So can you, what is this say? Cheer on it. (gasps) Have you, did you watch cheer the show from like way back when? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, so I wasn't about it. Okay. Cheer came out like a while ago and like the Navarro cheer team and everybody, you don't remember, like everybody was obsessed with cheer and it's about this, it's a community college that apparently this woman has come in and had like the coach has completely revamped their cheer program and they're like the top, um, collegiate cheer team. Okay. okay? And I never got into it. I was not a cheerleader in high school. I just wasn't about it. Well, I got COVID and I was stuck in my house and I ordered a whole bunch of furniture that I had to put together. And so (laughs) I just wanted something mindless to play in the background. And so it was like, oh, there's a new season. So I put it on and I binged both seasons. Wow. And for somebody who doesn't like or not doesn't like, but like who can't connect with cheer, you it really was, enjoyed it it was really good huh. but then like, because they all these like cheerleaders became famous from this show well then the second season comes on and this one kid Jerry who was um was a cheerleader um and they're prepping for the next year and who's going to be on the mat and then he was arrested he's still in jail um for soliciting sexual images from a minor And they talk about it. That's Uh, why you liked it. Because it had a little true crime twist. It did. Maybe that's why. That's why you liked it. But yeah, he was like asking for... But like, you're famous. And then they were trying to... um, He was trying to get like released on Bond or whatever. Um, And they're like, no, you're still a danger to society. Because he was being monitored. And then he would like ditch his phone and like delete his whatever, like Snapchat and all that. And like weeks later, he would re-upload it and be asking for pictures from like other... Little boys. Yeah, he's a pedophile. And then because I watched him like really close in the first season, he would sit and watch like younger classes of like these cheer competitions and he would they his friends would make fun of him like oh you'd be able to like name these like 12 year olds and fuck and know their routines and know their scores and because he was literally like they're having like a party and he's sitting there watching these routines and at first you're just like oh this kid just really loves cheer and wants to know what's going on and then the second season like he's in jail and they so then they go into and so where the first one's really about like the navarro cheer team and getting to daytona Mm -hmm. the second one goes into um it's you're probably right why i enjoyed it so much um but the second one goes into um his pedophilia that well and and in the the sport Uh, do you remember that guy um larry whatever um Sorry, I just felt something vibrate really loud. Feel the vibration. Um, is it my phone? My phone's been ringing, but I've just been ignoring it. Ninety. Look at this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) the guy, the that doctor from gymnastics. Do you remember that whole thing? Yeah, I know one of the girls. Well, they they're talking about that and how like there's just no accountability. I like legit know one of the girls that he trained. Wow. Yeah. Is she okay? No. (laughs) <laughs> I mean like sure I'm not going to say too much cuz I don't know if she listens to this but um well it's, I've seen if, I've seen it, I've seen better days for, for certain people you yeah. know like she she's a normal functioning human being but she's definitely got some stuff going on of course. how could you not so yeah that's crazy it's just so funny that you brought that up because that was like a real a national issue and that was well, a person they, i know well, they talk about that and how a lot of that is happening within like the cheer, cheer too yeah oh i'm sure and, and somebody gets hurt and they're just like all right anyway so who's gonna replace them and i was like <laughs> this girl had you went to the emergency room they're like if you continue and you fall one more time your rib is going to puncture your lung and she was like i'm just gonna get myself discharged because i'm i have to be on the mat and you're Jesus, just like, oh my God. You want to know something so crazy. Um, and I know that no arrests have ever been made, but for a fact middle school and I'm just like so stupid. I don't remember what my gym teacher's name was, but she was definitely a lesbian. And I remember her on the first day like showing us a locker room and saying, like if you ever need any help at all, you ever need help getting undressed, I'm right here. Like she legit said those words. That's weird. And she would come in and be like, Do you guys need any help? Like trying to just help us get undressed. That's weird. Yeah. So, I don't like that. East Brunswick Middle School, Hammersholt. Yeah. Also, what my story is about. I there was like a, a pedophile lesbian gym teacher. Anyway, that's some dark shit. You want to talk about any more dark shit? I mean, we can just cover this lightly. Obviously, we all know Bob Saget passed away. So, we've lost so our awful. TV grandmother and our TV father. Yep all in the same year but it's just so sad how young he was and that really freaks me out he was really young he had just that like night before he had posted he was he was in orlando he had just done a show there were literally ads still running for the west palm beach show when he was already dead like he was dead the news was out and i could see the ads popping up on on google Ugh, like it's just nuts so it's really sad i feel bad for his family i also didn't realize but like i mean i knew but obviously like bob saget and stuff like that and like but i guess i didn't realize how really truly like amazing he was as like a person just the way that people are talking about him like yeah um, everybody loved him yeah like john mayer went on like a live video well, they were really uh, close friends. They were, I which I guess I just didn't realize how close they were. They went and picked up his car from the airport, like for yeah. his wife. And they went on a live. And um, I think with like the other comedian, like Jeffrey Ross. Yeah. And they were crying and just like telling stories. And I'm like, that is so sad. Because I heard he got like really raunchy with his comedy. And so I guess I kind of assumed that maybe he was like that's just like how he was but i guess it, like his comedy was just raunchy, but he was actually like an amazing person yeah i don't know i saw one person post like wasn't he like a pedophile and i have no idea if there's any facts behind that but aside from that everybody's had nothing but nice things to say and it is also kind of funny like the dad from full house way back when like Was still so like in the in crowds in Hollywood. Yeah. All these people. It's like crazy. They're all friends with each other. All celebrities are friends with each other. Yeah. No, but he that's that's the thing. That was also the kind of this like turning point for him was he was this TV dad Mm and then did really, really raunchy comedy. Yeah. (laughs) Because he did he did Full House and then he did like America's Funniest videos and then just went into this full on like raunch war. Did you see they did a roast on him? like yeah. an official comedy central roast they showed it on tv like to you know mem- comm- commemorate commemorate yeah whatever to like show him again yeah just and- <laughs> to sh- to show him and again. everybody was like making jokes calling him it was actually really crazy like you could tell it was um a roast from a long time ago because they were making like anorexic jokes about mary kate and ashley which i found like very cringeworthy and I was like I can't believe this is on television right now and then they were making pedophile jokes about him American Ashley. Yeah. And I but found that I mean, really bizarre. Well, but that's also the thing. I think we talked about this before when um we talked about like the Dave Chappelle special. Yeah. Like what is off limits with comedy? And I think cuz like it is. It's kind of like an obvious joke to make, but is it off limits? I don't think it's okay. I I don't know. It's, a, it's a, there's no I don't think there's a right answer. The anorexia thing bothered me because they're like actively dealing with anorexia. Yeah. And that's not something that like like being a pedophile. You're an asshole. If you're a pedophile, you deserve to be made fun of like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. OK. We all know he did the diddlies on the little kids. Nobody says the same shit about you for 20 years. OK. And it not be true. Right quoting Cat Williams here. So it's funnier to talk about it because we have already accepted that fact. But Mary Kay and Ashley have like a legit eating disorder. Active. They are not okay. Everybody knows this. So to like make fun of somebody for having like a mental health condition that's like so severe that can literally kill them and like they you know what i mean i don't know it's just it's just and they're not and it's not like they're there right they're not there to like to joke back about it or i mean you just don't joke about that i don't know yeah that's that was one thing that i thought thought, i felt like that crossed the line a little bit but again that thing came out in like 2007 so people were a little less pc back then yep maybe in 2007 i'm like that's funny but, like, today, I was like, oh, my God, I saw that and they didn't get canceled. <laughs> I was very concerned. That's great. Yeah, yeah, I know. All that shit comes up. Yeah. So, anyway, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. And uh, to, our, to our TV dad. <sighs> it's such a shame. I hope uh, we don't lose any other good ones this year. But, you know, we're getting old. So, it's going to happen. It's crazy to think. I but, know. like, we old. I know. Shit's going down in life. <laughs> and- so, are we going to read... Um- my diary? Yeah, I think this is the... Are you... Okay, so are you going to read the final chapters and then... No, I gonna, want you to read it. Okay. It's done. Are we done done? Yeah. There's only like a page and a half left. The story's over. It's, uh, <laughs> I wish it would never Hold end. On, let me open it to the... Because then we have to move to the other ones. This is it. There's only... We're on chapter six. It's one, two, three... Four pages left. I think we should just finish it. Okay, we'll finish it. Okay. And just remember, his name is Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Ryan happened to be in the group, my friends, in my group of friends. Because of this, we all went to the mall to hang out. It was always fun. Back in class, we switched seats again, but forever this time. (laughs) Here's a new map. Where am I sitting next to? Ryan. You're behind... So, I get, okay, so we have to paint a picture because we don't have a video this time. But in science, the, you guys, I guess, are four people at a table. Uh huh. And so he's at the table in front of you, but in the front of the table. And then you're at the second table in the back. Let me see. So, so like, it would go, and then there's somebody sitting in front of him. And then the next table starts, and there's somebody sitting there. And then, yeah. You. Um, and then in social studies, you guys are directly across from each other at the same time table wow forever this time in science i could wave to him but i couldn't talk to him but in social studies it was perfect because the other two people at our table were losers (laughs) i took this to my advantage we were always talking about through a month of our new seats Ryan confronted me that he knew I liked him. Uh oh. This is what he said. Alyssa, you like me? I denied it, <laughs> but he knew I was denying it. But for some reason, he stayed my friend and didn't run away. I still don't understand. Because <laughs> you are crazy. <laughs> Fairview. That is the school trip that lasts for four days straight in the woods and is lots of fun. At Fairview, you go on trips, row on canoes, row on the lake, climb the mountains and climb walls, go shopping at the store, golfing or go fishing, play tennis, dot, dot, dot. You sleep in in cabins or you sleep in cabins and eat in lunch hall we were going in a few weeks i couldn't wait to go me and ryan talked about what we were going to do there when at fairview a big deal happened all of my friends thought it would be a good idea to set up me and ryan without my permission those bitches it made me and ryan angry It made me angry because I didn't want him to know. And I wanted to ask him out myself on my own time when I was allowed to date. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm literally 12. (laughs) Ryan was angry because he wanted to have a good time. And here girls are coming up to him, telling him to go out with me. Of course, Ryan thinks I did this and is mad at me. I get upset. We talk and he's not mad at me anymore. (laughs) Like that's like you were. It's so funny. What I love about this is you get so detailed about certain things and then other things. It's just like he was mad at me and then we talked and then he's not mad at me anymore. I just move on. But when it comes to a seating chart Yeah I gotta make a, a chart Gotta and make it clear This year the last day of school Was on my birthday That made it extra special LOL <laughs> My sister did My hair straight and I got a new Outfit and went to school At school I was treated extra special My math teacher who was also My study teacher This is what I'm talking about the details <laughs> who- Had this tradition on someone's birthday, you had to dance to an oldie's happy birthday song, which no one did. Most people didn't even bother getting a partner and then deciding not to. So during study, Mr. Chilecos knew it was my birthday and asked me to dance and to choose a partner. I was just going to say no. And then, of course, my friends say that they knew who I would dance with. Mr. Chaleco said to go get him. They ran out of the room to go get Ryan. I was so scared. I even thought of hiding under the table. They came back with Ryan and he just stands there like an idiot <laughs> and says, you don't have to if you don't want to. I wanted to say yes, but instead I said no. So Ryan leaves. When study was over, I saw Ryan writing on my happy birthday sign at my locker. I go and I say hi. Then he said that he knew that I looked uncomfortable in there. And that's why he let me decide. I felt crushed. At the end of the day, social studies, the bell rings and we all run out. It's the last time we will hear the bell until school Starts up again. So dramatic. (laughs) Ryan starts to say something and then stops. I ask him what and he says nothing. Looks hurt and starts to walk away. Then I do the most daring thing. I call his name. He turns around. Walk up. I walk up to him and I hug him. The end. (laughs) Thank you That was the most daring thing (laughs) You thought I was going to say a Big wet kiss or something Something. I gave him a hug We did did actually kiss on the lips A couple of times later on During the summer How come that wasn't in the story? Because it didn't happen during school life Which is what the story title is It happened during the summer yeah that could have been like your it was actually at my birthday party so oh so uh, from this birthday yes from that birthday i had a birthday party after that at my house and we were all there with my friends and somebody you know they're playing the game i dare you this i dare you that and it was all about just trying to get him to give me a kiss and all we did was just like peck on the lips it wasn't anything crazy but anyway that's the book hope you guys all enjoyed (laughs) it it's a it's it's on its way to be a new york times bestseller <laughs> so aside from the book we have all of these like poems and excerpts and um that's where we're going to continue closing out on the can podcast I, you want to read one can i but can i do the one that i want to okay do you know which one i want to no. the ode to ryan what do you want to do the one about the burning flesh Okay, read that quickly, because we're at an hour. Okay. Sorry, okay. guys. It's been a long you, episode. The day I met you, I liked you. The day I liked you, I wanted you. The day I wanted you, I loved you. <laughs> oh, God. You will never oh, know. Oh, you what oh, dear Ryan. <laughs> you will never know how much I love you. You know I like you, but you don't know what I feel. I would cry for you. <laughs> I would die for you. <laughs> if you needed a new organ, I would be there to give it to you. If something burned your skin <laughs> and you lost your looks, I would still love you. Oh, my God. I'm not going to read the rest because it's really long. But that's just the best part. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I had some stalker tendency as a kid. What can I say? We've grown past that. I see this as passion. It, I was very passionate as a kid. I was very. You're passionate. still very passionate, but now you just you just directed it, um, in different avenues in a more healthy way, <laughs> right? <laughs> Has Jeff asked you when are you going to write him this poem? No, he's like so freaked out by that book. He's like, why are you so weird? <laughs> Oh God, I love do? it. What I can love can it. So that's do? the end of Alyssa's diary reading. Um, and I'm just I just want to say this is I've said this once and I will say it a million times. This is gold. Don't ever <laughs> lose it. I want to actually steal this and have it printed into a leather bound book so that you can have it for the rest of your life. <laughs> well, thank you. Um thank you. I worked very hard on it as a kid. I'm really sad that that segment is over. I know. But there's still more in the book. And I also found some other diaries. So we got some other fun stuff to go through. I'm so happy I I never survived. Well, guys, I guess that's all we have for this week, right? Yeah. Please tune in every other Friday for a new episode of Lower Your Voice and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Lower Your Voice Pod. Be sure to make sure you're subscribing for notifications of new episodes. And please don't forget to leave us a review. Leave us a review. Please and thank you. Okay. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. We're gonna take it, gonna take it.